Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, Supreme Resort fans. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, we recently recorded a Peter Pan episode coming on, out on September 5th. But as a part of that episode, we also talked a lot about Disney Genie and Disney Genie Plus and Lightning Lane. And we went into great detail and we didn't want to wait any longer to release. Let's start again. Less less exasperated this time. And three, two. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome. I'm here with Dan and Eric. Hi, I'm here this time. Now I've been introduced, I can speak. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and we never did that before in the things, did we? I don't know. We uh, it's bumped fine. in a while. It's fine. Don't cut any of it. Um, and anyway, so... Don't Gen- cut. And we have a lot of Genie thoughts. We have a lot of D- Genie Plus thoughts and Lightning Lane thoughts. And we didn't want to wait. So here you go. Enjoy. All right. And uh, cut. <laughs> <laughs> Is that fine? Does that work? No, that works yeah. great. <laughs> yeah, but that way, was exactly cut. what we're supposed to do for a bumper instead of you and I talking for yeah. 15 minutes. Yeah. Don't cut any of that. <laughs> all who come to this happy place, welcome. Yesterday. And we're recording this before you're listening to this. What? <laughs> this is this is a new concept to a lot of people, I think. This, this sort of not, time travel. This is our atypical not live episode. Um, and so it's now time for a new segment, <laughs> Supreme In-Depth. <laughs> Welcome to Supreme In-Depth, a podcast about Disney news, hosted by three gentlemen who still love Disney. (laughs) Um, You might. I don't. I'm going to go at Cedar Fair all the way. (laughs) Disney. Who I hate now. (laughs) Yeah. Disney Genie. Okay. Now, for listeners, if you don't know... You know, but anyway, so Disney Genie is a new in-app experience. So this is not a new app. It is inside of the Disneyland app or the My Disney Experience app. It is called Disney Genie. The idea, I think, is for Disney to try to put Lentesta out of business, touring plans, that kind of thing. But I think more what it is, it is an app where you you fill out your profile. You tell a, you tell the app what you like. Do you like princesses? Do you like thrill rides? What's your favorite ride? Like that kind of thing. So you give it all of your metrics, right? And then throughout your day, the Disney Genie app, like they tried to do with Pal Mickey, they tried to do it with a bunch of other things in the past. Technology's gotten better. Now, throughout your day, it'll say, oh, you liked this thing. Algorithm starts talking, not algae rhythm, by the way, for you oh. Space Jam fans. This is an oh, algorithm okay. is telling you, hey, remember that thing that you said you liked? You should try this thing because it's a low wait time right now. Or here's the expected wait times for later. So you should do this thing later so that if you think about the breadth of people that are at the parks, right? There's Dan, Eric, and I would all have maybe different algorithms. And so Disney can sort of control where we are and they can, they can, I think crowd control or influence what's going on in the parks each day. That's the Disney genie. You make reservations, you make theme park reservations. No, sorry, not theme park dining reservations. That sort of thing is all done in the Disney genie app, which is complimentary. It's just an extra service. Here you go. We love you so much. Here's this extra thing you can do yeah, in my Disney experience. You got me stuck on the my the pal Mickey. I totally forgot that thing existed. <laughs> I don't yeah. know what that is. Yeah, it, it's, it's, it's a, a Mickey- delightful Mickey Mouse plush toy that you can purchase. And as you 
go around the parks, it'll like vibrate or something and say, huh, hey, I think a corn dog sounds really good right now. Kind of. if you're not going to eat one, then you should feed one to me, your friend, Mickey Mouse. Yeah, or... Hey, there's a parade going on. You should go to the parade. You and know, then that- when you go, when you go home, it'll be, gee, the rock sure is my favorite actor. Did you hear he's in the jungle cruise? <laughs> hey, you should get your parents to go back to Disneyland. Otherwise they hate you. <laughs> that kind of thing. So it's interactive, right? 9-11 was an inside job. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> He's been hacked. (laughs) Have you ever seen the Earth Round? (laughs) Can you get Pal Goofy and just sit him next to each other and they just talk? (laughs) Dwarf, Mickey. (laughs) I never thought about that. (laughs) Do we we even know what's in the My Genie app and who made it? (laughs) Can we trust it? This I'm sticking your, to my microphone right now. This is your old pal, Mickey. You trust me as a scientific source, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, why am I sticking to my microphone right now? This is weird. <laughs> um, anyway, so so that's Disney Genie. And I, I gave a basic overview of, of, of Disney Genie. That's great. That's fun. It seems like it'll help. That's great. Um, hopefully the technology and Disney's experience with it. Okay, fine. Now, uh, one question I have about, about all of this, uh, how much is, is this going to be driven by that algorithm and how much is it going to be, um, influenced by Disney? How, how much can they, I, I guess, manually or through their own algorithm influence where people go? Because we've all, I, I assume most people are aware that there have been, there are times when they need people to start moving out of an area, say, get out of Toontown. The, the fireworks are starting soon. Suddenly the wait times creep up, even though there aren't that many people in line. They've done that in the past to discourage people from getting into line. I mean, I think 100 Disney would do something like Wait, <laughs> Eric, not Disney. Uh, oh, uh, yeah. Okay. Sorry. So well, there's two ways oh, of I'm thinking so about this. There's two ways of thinking about this. And, and that is. One way is you, let's just say you, Eric, Dan, and I all kind of pick the same thing in our profile. We like thrill rides. We really like Splash Mountain, mostly for the racial overtones. We like, <laughs> um, you know, whatever it is, right? Th- those are so the things we can we discuss like. them constructively. <laughs> right. And then there's a whole group of, of children who are not, you know, us. And they're like, well, we like small world. We like princesses. We like things. So the one way of thinking is, there's enough people with a diverse interest in these things that they'll just automatically disperse when Disney says, Hey, the thing that you like is over here now. Or Jimmy, are you saying that you feel like the Disney genie is going to tear families apart? No, I think it'll (laughs) make the experience better for everybody. Right. That, so that's one way of thinking. And the other way of thinking is exactly what you're saying, Eric because you clicked this thing in your profile, because you said you like this thing, you you think about Splash Mountain, Space Mountain are on opposite ends of the park. And you said you like thrill rides because you said you like thrill rides. We're going to tell you to go to this thing because there's enough people who may like thrill rides that that if if they say, oh, Thunder Mountain is a really low line right now, everybody's going to flock to that. So to your point, the other way of thinking is Disney's going to manipulate the data so they get you where they want you to be, right? As opposed to where you you want to be, they get you where they want you to be, right? We don't know. Time will tell. That's Disney Genie. Okay. Uh, hey, by the way, there's a there's a walk up reservation right now available at Carthay Circle. Disney Genie will tell you this, right? That's great. Uh, there's a walk up last minute thing over here, so th- it's it's going to be useful, I think. It seems yeah, I, like it intrinsically. I don't. I I think that there's. I, and look, I mean, if you if you've listened to the show enough, you kind of know where I land on these things. But um, it's not intrinsically bad, you know. Like I think that there there are certain there are certainly ways that it can be used for evil or manipulation. But I think that it could also end up being 
kind of a, I, I, I think it, this can go in a couple directions because I think it could end up being helpful because it's like, oh, this thing that I wasn't thinking to monitor is open. And so, hooray. Thank you, Jeannie. Right. Yeah. But it could also end up, and I don't know that this even, this is even a bad thing. It's just a thought, like kind of graying out all of the wait times to where like, well, Space Mountain's a 40 minute wait today, all day. All day. <laughs> and Thunder Mountain, today's a 25-minute wait all day because we're going to just even it out the whole time. Yeah, I could see that. So here's what I'm going to run with for this part of the conversation is that this is Disney trying to make your experience a better experience. I don't think they're trying to get rid of Lentesta and touring plans because that's something that I just, I mean, they have, they have similar algorithms. But I, I'm, I'm going to run with the assumption of this is Disney trying to help you Yeah, to make your day better. So that you don't have to worry about or wonder what you're going to do because it'll tell you, hey, this is the next best thing. You should do this. Okay. Fast, <laughs> fast pass is a thing of the past. Fast pass is done. It's not a thing anymore. Mm-hmm. You no longer can get free fast pass. What you can get is Disney Genie Plus. Everything I just said, which is free. And if you pay $20 a day at Disneyland or $15 a day at Disney World, per day, per ticket, you can now have access in the Lightning Lane entrance, which is the old FastPass lane. You can get access to Lightning Lane entrance to a select number of attractions. Now, this is going to be your Dumbos, your Small Worlds, your maybe C ticket attractions, D ticket attractions, or whatever. So you can pay extra money to go to those attractions. But not wait. But not wait or, or right. similar wait to like a fast pass, right? So you you pay your money to not wait for specific attractions, you know, limited capacity, like or or you know, if it's available, right? Because fat like fast pass, there's only so many things per hour you can do, right? It's unlimited, you can do it, but you can only do it one at a time. So before I get into the nuance of all this, here's what I want to say. You can't do this until the day of. No more 60-day fast passes, no more 30-day fast passes. This is very much like Max Pass. Right? I think that's right. a positive change. I yeah, agree. Max Pass was good. It worked well. So a couple of things. Just just for for nuance and this is minutia, but I'm gonna get into it. So you get the thing, you buy Disney Genie Plus, you cannot get your first lightning lane pass at Disney world until the park opens. Now and you that's can, new. That's new. You can do multiple, you can do multiple parks, but only one at a time. Okay. So if you want to do you know, Epcot opens at 10, you can get your first lightning lane pass at 10 AM. If you're staying at select Walt Disney world hotels, select Walt Disney world hotels, you can get that first lightning lane pass at 7 AM. For everything I'm going to tell you at Disneyland Resort, you cannot get anything I'm telling you until you walk into a park. Okay, so, so that can, so yeah. they really are replicating Max Pass in that setting, and at Walt Disney World, they're kind of throwing you a bone um, and and letting you get some stuff early if you're staying at a hotel. That's one of the benefits of staying on the resort, right? Now, what I know, I read yesterday, and and Jimmy, you've learned a lot more about this today from. From yes. Disney, but and yesterday from YouTube. <laughs> nice. Um, one of the one of the 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 points that I saw reading yesterday was that there's a yet to be fully described or fully detailed portion that's for Walt Disney World that will allow you to pre-book two attractions. To like, oh, high- oh, Dan- oh, Eric, you're like 20 <laughs> minutes ahead of me right now. Oh, oh, hey. My goodness. I, I don't wanted, I'm just so, I'm just wondering. Okay. No, no, you're right. And we'll get there. I just right, I'm I'll, sorry I'll I'm this. super passionate. You can cut all of this. Cut. I just I want to talk about it because I have things to say. Uh, uh cut. So so Disney Genie Plus for your fifteen or your twenty dollars, very similar to Max Pass, one at a time. To your point, Dan, I like this. For everything that you didn't like about Fast Pass, I like this. Because there are going to be inevitably there are going to be less people that are doing this because it's not free. And I'm already spending my hundred and X number of dollars to get into the park. I'm not going to pay an extra 60 bucks for my family 
to go and ride these attractions without weight. So the odds of the lightning lane slash fast pass lane being full are, are diminished. Mm-hmm. And so more people will be in line instead of roaming the parks. It'll make the parks less crowded, make them feel less crowded because more so there are more people in standing line. in line using the purpose of the line, which is queue people up, get them off the streets, um, you know, give them something to do after school. And right. Okay. And yeah, I guess I can see what you're saying. If it costs money, it won't be as widely adopted. It's not currently part of any annual or any magic keys. Right. Any annual passes. Uh, So although I don't. The fresh baked guy gave some hints that that's probably coming. It it would make sense. I don't think this is going to work. I don't know. And people are going to pay for it. People are absolutely going to pay for it. But I and if you think about from Disney's perspective right now. They're making zero extra dollars from people waiting in line. So if one person pays money to skip ahead, they are that much more revenue ahead of where they were because it costs them zero dollars less to operate the park. Mm -hmm. But if somebody's willing to pay them money to skip line, quote unquote, then why would they stop it? But there's going to be enough backlash. There's going to be enough outrage that inevitably they're going to add that like vacation packages right now. I have people who have booked vacation packages with concierge. Right now, I can't sell that to them. It's an in-app purchase day of currently. Mm-hmm. So it's not a part of a vacation package. So I can't book that. My point is that this revenue is all 100% profit for them right now. Now, I, 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 I got to put it out there. I don't love that there's this other tier that exists of guests. However... Since FastPass is a problem, specifically at Disneyland, and while I would love to see them say no FastPass ever for that to be a solution, I realize I'm in the minority there, um, but I have a lot of unpopular opinions, if you weren't aware. Hmm. Um, yeah, and um, I think it is, I hate to say this, but it's probably a reasonable solution, mainly because if like two people are going, they could just single rider a lot of the stuff. True. Right. Yeah. So that means that you're not going to get the lightning lane filled with, I mean, if they're smart, a bunch of people, a bunch of like two or three party guests, because they can just go like, I got single rider. We're not going to talk on the ride anyway. Right. Um, but Dan, if a thousand people at Disneyland per day, let's just throw a thousand people. That's a small minority. If a thousand people decide they're going to spend the $20, that's $20,000 that Disney just made for doing Mm -hmm. absolutely nothing. Right. There's zero cost to Disney. Now, there's a couple of things I want to say. Number one, I've been to a Cedar Fair Park. I've been to a Six Flag Park where if you want that lightning pass, it's $100. (laughs) I I have paid $100 extra to get this lightning pass. Relatively speaking, it's kind of not that big of a deal. I've already paid my money. Right. I've never, that's why I've never gotten anything at Universal. I've never been to various Cedars, but. Yeah, I'm sorry. Hey, uh, humble, bra- <laughs> humble brag. Sorry. <laughs> uh, but I mean, at Universal, that, I mean, that starts at $70. Well, $69.99. It starts there. And on some days, it's more. And the closer you get to your vacation, the more it is. So if you're buying it on the day of, it's a lot more. I really, it, as far as Max Pass is concerned, the the former model this really is very similar in a lot of ways and that that was that seemed to work people were okay with adding it on halfway through the day once they kind of understood it um annual pass holders had on certain levels had it themselves so that's interesting i had one i had one that's that's great yeah um i i am a little interested in in understanding that like there are before they had options for people who were either not tech savvy or were specifically not engaging with smartphones and apps and everything. You could still get your paper for a while uh, or, you know, they, there were other options out there. They had kiosks where you could stop by. Right. It yeah. seems like that's, that's gone now. So if you are, if you don't have a smartphone, you're kind of out of luck. Grandma, sorry. You can watch the bags. It's okay. <laughs> But the the point is, what I like about it is that the 30 and 60 day fast pass thing is gone. And so everybody has a roughly equal chance of getting that fast pass for that attraction. However, if you want the flight of passage and you pay your $15 a day per ticket, 
you no get flight of passage. It's not available. Well, you, you can, can wait. Look, to be fair, you can still wait. You can in wait in line. By Absolutely, one hundred percent. You yes. can watch Avatar while you wait in line for flight of passage. Exactly. You can it's watch probably a movie YouTube for free by now. Yeah. Until the sequel comes out next decade. So, yeah, you mean so, the sequel everyone's been clamoring for? <laughs> it's right. You're making how many more? I can't wait. <laughs> so your point, Dan, yes, you can still wait in any of these lines with the exception of currently Spider-Man and Rise of the Resistance. You can't wait in those lines. You don't have a choice. So if you want to do Flight of Passage, you can wait in line. If you pay your $15... You cannot get on Flight of Passage without waiting in that long line. Mm-hmm. So what you can do is you can pay money specifically to get a f- lightning lane for that ride. You can pay your money, which is undisclosed at the moment. Speculation mm-hmm. is $20. So it's feasible that if you want to skip the line for Flight of Passage, Dan, you can spend for your family of four $80 <gasps> to go ride this ride. Without having to wait. I'd be foolish not to. Now, for the super rich. Like me. One would say, well, why don't I just do this for every ride and not wait for anything? Disney's limited this to only two attractions per day. Hmm. So, Rise of the Resistance and Flight of Passage. You can do those two. You can pay your 20 bucks to get on those two rides, but that's it. You can't do that for anything else. You can get your Disney Genie still and to get on all the, you know, the lesser rides. And you can select the time, right? That's available. Right, right, right. You can't just say, I'm going on it at 1 a.m., 1 p.m. Yeah, but like there are spots where you say, that's the one I want. Yeah, according to, yes, according to Disney, yes, that is, or, you know, whatever is available, yes. Okay, but we're thinking that this is an a la carte solution. This is an a la carte solution. You, by the way, don't have to have paid for Disney Genie. You don't have to be on Disney Genie. If you want this select attraction lightning lane, you don't have to do any of the other things. You can just do it. You could just be half a sucker. On a whim. <laughs> just kidding. You know what? That li- that ride looks really cool. I've got to go to the airport. Yeah. I don't have time. I'm going to spend my 20 bucks. I'm going to go on that ride. Again, I don't know if it's $20. I'm just, that's, that's the best I can tell. Or even just, it's worth paying $20 for me to not worry about getting a virtual spot in Rise of the Resistance. Exactly. Which they're still going to have. Yes. And a couple other things I want to mention. Okay. If you pay your $15 or $20 for Disney Genie Plus, at Disneyland, you get unlimited photo pass. At Disney World, you get augmented reality lenses in the photo pass, meaning that if you go to a certain thing and you point your phone at a thing, then other things happen within the phone and you can take a picture of that. So like, for example, in Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, there's a part of the area in Orlando between Galaxy's Edge and Toy Story Land, where if you take a picture at a certain area, Grogu's there. He's not actually there, <gasps> but if you, with this augmented reality thing, he's there. And So, does it does it also block out Giant Jesse? <laughs> right. You're facing I'm just thinking, way. like, that, that actually, I mean, I always joke <laughs> about Giant Jesse, but I, I like the idea that if you take a picture from that direction, you can't actually see into the other land that's right over there. Like, I think that would be cool if you're looking through your phone yeah. and it looks like Batu just continues. Mm, and yeah, then you walk exactly. staring at your phone and you, you know, fall off a cliff. Conceptually, it's the dog. same idea. The other thing you get is select audio. So if you're in a certain area of the park, and it, it, again, it hasn't been explained, but in the app, in the Disney Genie Plus if you pay your $15 or $20, no, sorry, this is just Disney World, so $15, maybe you're by the Haunted Mansion, you can play audio, and that audio will tell you something about a Haunted Mansion or play specific music or whatever, so it hey, a little more enhanced. wouldn't you like to buy some Haunted Mansion merchandise? <laughs> hey, don't you wish there was a speed ramp? <laughs> you know what I want? I, I want you to. I want somebody to open up the app while they're in the haunted mansion, and it just starts narrating it slightly oh, out of sync. And oh god! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or you could have. Oh, you could have like Marvel celebrities narrate it for you, like really loud. <laughs> mm-hmm. So anyway, that's I Disney. That's Disney Genie, rude. the Lightning Lane, Disney Genie Plus. That's how it works. And having explained it here, I, I'm probably less upset about it than I was. Just for all the reasons we'd mentioned, it's compared to the others. Like, I mean, you go to Universal for a, a park hopper for a day, it's $170. I mean, it's expensive. 
no no more or less than Disney World. It's roughly the same, if not even less than Disney World. But then you got to spend another $7,500 to do the, the Lightning Lane. So by comparison, if this is what we're comparing it to, then it's a pretty good deal. And mm. I also want to call back to ticket books. How is this any different than going into Disneyland and having to get an A ticket, a B ticket, or whatever. But at the time, I had to spend a dollar to get in, not $150 to get in. So, I mean, adjusting for inflation, it's still a little bit of a ripoff, but there's precedence, okay? And again, you can still ride the things if you wait. You can and still ride the things, exactly. So and that, that's, I think, is, something that gets lost in a lot of these conversations that I've seen online, which is like, I can't believe I can't ride, blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, you can. Right, <laughs> yes. And the lines are probably except, moving faster. Except yeah. for... Rise of the Resistance, right? The Spider-Man ride for now, and uh, I think presumably that's changing from what I've seen. Right, that's going to happen soon. I mean, yeah. Recently, yeah. they've let people on Rise of the Resistance in the in the standby queue. There yeah. was low crowds. They had they had boarding groups up to four o'clock. I mean, it's inevitable. But for now, I can't ride Rise of the Resistance unless I pay money or I'm lucky enough to get a boarding group at 6:59 and 59 seconds. Yeah. So here's the there's there's a there's a YouTube channel called uh WDW News Today. And it's hosted by a guy a named bastion Tom. of truth in this gray world. Very yes. Tom Corliss is a high high journalistic yeah. 100% a douchebag. <laughs> but but I watch it because of the news, I don't watch it for Tom Corliss, but he made a very sound argument for the first time in his, arguably first time in his career. So you're telling me, Disney, when in an era of, you know, starting in the 60s, when you're trying to get rides that had high capacity, your Omnimover Haunted Mansion, your Pirates of the Caribbean, your Small World, you can get a bunch of people into this because more people are coming to the parks. So you want them to be able to engage and be a part of more things. So you're telling me that, in this Josh Tomorrow piece, he's saying, hey, we're trying to make this a better experience for everybody, that you built a ride that doesn't kind of work the way that you wanted it to. And so in order for everyone to have an equal experience, I either have to be super lucky at seven in the morning or I have to pay you more money to go do it. Right. Those are my only choices. Like that's kind of screwed up. Meanwhile, we also have a broken people mover track. Well, the, yeah, you know, I mean, there's like zero capacity th- on that ride. Exactly. Like the it is a kind of a slap in the face, you know, when it's where it's like, here we are building all of these low capacity rides that granted some of them are very cool. Most of them are very okay. Web Slinger sucks, but um, the, the, it's, it's cool. fine. It's fine. <laughs> it was, it was it's okay. Fine. It's fine. But um, you know, a lot of the, they're 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 good, but like they're getting like they're super low capacity, and then you walk into Tomorrowland at Disneyland, you're just like. Oh, there nothing. <laughs> yeah. But that's the tradition of Tomorrowland, Dan. <laughs> it truly is. <laughs> yes. So anyway, that's all I wanted to say about it. I don't know if you guys have any other feelings about it. I'll be interested to hear back a year from now to see if we had any predictions or if we had any thoughts about this. I think a lot of people, uh, especially East Coasters who are used to the 60-day, 30-day fast mm-hmm. passes, probably upset about this but i think and remember this is this is a very cynical person talking to you or whatever very whatever the proper word is not cynical yeah um you can cut this part out eric <laughs> or not Cutting this uh, part. yeah uh, okay uh okay. i I, th- <laughs> I think if you give it a chance you might be pleasantly surprised at how having a sprinkling of spontaneity in your life <laughs> Is nice. Yes. And it, it, yeah, listen, during the pandemic, when, you know, before this system, I really enjoyed the fact that I couldn't get a fast pass and I couldn't yeah. get a reservation and I just had to go and do the thing. I really yeah. enjoyed the spontaneity of it and, and, and ironically less constricted because I could just go and do this thing with everybody else and I didn't have to run across the park to get this fast pass. So I, I really enjoyed that part of it. And I think al- enough people did that maybe this is a response to it. Yeah. And, and I, I think, absolutely will do it by the way, yeah, I'm going yeah. to do this just to try it. And I think also that having the 60 day, 30 day fast passes and I, I experienced this myself really made it hard on the people who yeah. weren't able to make those reservations or who didn't know. 
or who didn't know exactly. Right. So anyway, um, does anybody else have anything to say about this? Yeah. You know, when you started, Jimmy, when you were talking earlier about how you were, go- you were going to this, this webinar from Disney to, to understand more about, more about Genie. And uh, I mean, and I, I was thinking back to last night. So um, I'm assuming when this is released, we will also have the latest uh, episode, almost said issue, but eh, sure, whatever, of um, Years Up, where uh, their friend Imagineer Kyle came on, uh, former Imagineer Kyle came on to talk about his theories. He's really, I, I really like when he talks because he's done a lot of work with Crowdflow and things like that. So. Um, he has some interesting insights that um, I'll just direct people to. Uh, you're welcome, Jason. But I, I went listening. when I heard. <laughs> what's that? He's not listening. Oh, okay. By the um, way, be sure to join the Ears Up Discord. And I'll be there. Um, <laughs> but I, I went back and I listened to some previous episodes because it, it something popped into my head. I, I, I remembered um, that there was a moment where we actually predicted this and let's see, I'm I'm pulling it up here. Mm. Um, Oh wait, I lost it. Uh, It was an episode from uh, there we go. It's the episode from July 4th, 2020. And we actually talked about this very thing. And uh, here I've got, I've got the clip. I've got the clip pulled up. Your attention, please. I don't know. I just think that maybe it could be a good time for Disney to rethink some of the things that they have historically had problems with. Like FastPass has always been an issue. Um, as as you know, I don't think that they should have ever had it at Disneyland. But I think I think they're going to have to figure out a way to bring it back. I'm thinking like maybe I don't know. Maybe there's a price point where. I mean, I hate to have it be something that people pay for, but like, I think maybe there's a price point that would make it worth it, but also kind of prohibitive. Like well, we've been, we've been paying for max pass for, for a while. I, I mean, yeah. I don't know. I assume that they'll roll that back when they reopen the park. Well, no, but- I'm thinking, I'm, I'm thinking what they'll probably do. What I, I, I hate to say it, especially, you know, given where I stand with a lot of things, I think they're going to have to make it. So you pay for, any kind of fast pass. And I think probably they're going to change the name. Are we going to do like, like Disneyland Paris did where you, you have to pay individually for like an individual, individual ride. I remember Jeremy telling me once that he paid just to go on Ratatouille. Yeah. Well, I think that there's probably going to be some of that, but I think that too much of that is going to cause a backlash. I'm thinking like maybe like maybe a couple per park and to go with that, like you're probably limited to like, let's say two per day or something. Okay. So kind of like my magic plus where you can schedule, I mean, are you scheduling ahead like that where you get three or is this, are you doing it on I think the day of? I think it's probably one at a time. For the see, what I'm thinking is it's probably going to be like a, a buy-in for like one kind of a fast pass, which again they're probably going to change the name, and probably another level for like the more in-demand rides. Wait, hmm. so Eric, did you say that Jeremy paid to get on Ratatouille? Yeah, in France when he was in uh, he was in Paris, he he paid. I guess he had like a flight he needed to catch, if I remember the story correctly, and. He really wanted to ride the Ratatouille ride, um, you know, and obviously like this was before we even heard that they were going to make it at uh, at Epcot. Mm. So he really wanted to do it. So he paid and he got on. it. I think he paid something that equates to like twenty dollars US. I can't I, I think that's wow. you know what? That sounds like about the right price. I think I think it's going to be somewhere around there. That's insane. Who would pay after paying to get in? Who would pay extra just to go on a ride? I mean, if it's a good enough ride. I mean, I some guess. people would, I mean, if you got a whole, if you got a big family, maybe it's yeah. not worth it. I mean, look, it's I a, haven't been on Web Slingers yet, but I, I think I would definitely pay for what's it. What's Web Slingers? It's a Spider-Man ride that they're t- talking about. Really? Where is that going to be? Uh, California. California Avengers? <laughs> I'm sorry. I should not be leaking this information. Um, Wait a minute. What do you know? Um... I know you have a friend who's imagineering a Jason. Do you know something you want to tell us? Guys, I I figured out Bob JPEG's number. 
<laughs> His phone number? It. So yeah. you've been calling him finally? Yeah. yeah. You started yeah. with 11111. Yeah. I finally made it. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And he answered, huh? Or are you just texting? Are you text buddies? Oh, we're, we're texting all the time. He sends me pictures of his, of his lunch. Guy likes, he really loves roast beef. Wow. Like didn't he more roast beef? Like, like roast sandwiches. Beef stew? He's, oh, he's sandwiches, a big though. fan okay. of Arby's actually. Oh, oh, okay. So I'm thinking that this is, so I, I, I'm with you on this idea of doing away with fast pass. They've been talking about it for a while. Like fast pass is gone now, right? Pandemic and we're all shut down wearing masks and everything. So when they open it up, it's going to be a paid service like they do at, I don't know, like Cedar fair parks, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've uh, been to several of those and they pay you, you, you pay extra money. You pay a hundred dollars to get to the front of the line. So it feels really cheap to me and I'm already paying more money to be at Disneyland or Disney world. So I'm thinking like something in the, you know, Pixar is probably their most uh, lucrative. Well, maybe Marvel is, but uh, maybe it's like Mater's madness, right? Like that's, that's how it's instead of fast pass is Mater's oh, madness. Oh yeah. Mater's madness. Yeah. 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 Huh. yeah. Okay. I think, you or, know, what? I think it's, or like a thunder Thor line. Yeah, or back to the Pixar and, and speed and cars. It's like Sally's Speedway. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know the car, the Cars movies a whole lot. Oh um, God, I, can I we have got like, it. I got it. I got Kachow it. Kachow Circle. I'm Isn't thinking, that what the guy says? Kachow. Uh, yeah. I think uh, McLean Lane. Ooh, I like that. Or um, what's another one? Uh, yeah, that's good. McLean Lane. <laughs> hmm. In honor of uh, the Senator John McClain. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's that's a Disney property. Oh, it's John McClain, not Lightning McQueen. McClain, you what? said McQueen. Lane. McQueen, <laughs> McQueen. Okay, McClain Lane uh, from McClain. Die Hard. That's, that's yes. what it's going to be. It's uh-huh. going to yeah. be McClain Lane. <laughs> or how about? Oh, how about this? The, the the genie grants you wishes. It's genies. Wish lane or <laughs> en- Aladdin enchanted, Alley, enchanted wish line experience. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Believe Boulevard. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh my God. Why? Oh my God. Wow. That's it. Believe Boulevard. It's gonna be believable. <laughs> Guaranteed. You know what? Listen to us in a year. It's gonna be Believe Boulevard. Eric, you should just edit all this out of this current episode because. We're not talking about it. Is a little silly. We're, we're talking about the yeah, most. This is a lot of speculation. The most, uh, the most patriotic thing Disney's ever done, and <laughs> and Lynn hasn't even Lynn hasn't even spoken I think up. In a Lynn's while. asleep. <laughs> right. <laughs> Sorry, Lynn. He's not far away. I could drive over and poke him or no, something. No, he's on the show, Eric. <laughs> no, I mean like physically. Oh, that's right. That's right. If he fell asleep, I could go wake him up. That's right. You're both in Denver area. Uh, not really, but we're in the same time zone. He's in Utah. Oh, that's right. He's in St. George. St. George, yeah. That's a long What's his address? <laughs> 192 Believe Boulevard, St. <laughs> George, Utah. Oh, he's, he lives at Disneyland in the future? <laughs> right. Oh, I man. think we nailed this it, is, guys. This is going to be the least listened to episode we've ever done. <laughs> no, it's the most How patriotic could it be? thing Disney's ever done. Are you kidding me? We have Flag a big ceremony. guest. <laughs> Your attention, please. <laughs> um, what I like the most about uh, about that clip is uh, the mustaches we all had back then. Remember our mustaches? <laughs> mm-hmm. I took sure November did. very seriously. <laughs> um, anyway, so that's uh, that is the Disney genie. Uh, I don't remember the clip, but I think we were close. There was something about Aladdin or 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 uh, like maybe. Sally Speedway. I forget what it was exactly, but well, I, 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 I'm not, um, I, right after we talked about this, I got on the horn with new Bob and I was like, Hey, oh, we had right. a really good conversation. Right. You, I forgot I think you got new Bob's notes. number. You finally yeah. figured it yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you, I think you predicted <laughs> web slingers. Like you said web slingers in that episode. I think I invented it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> what? Did I you tell him, you, hey, could you, you disappointed please? yourself? I did. <laughs> did you you're like, hey, new Bob, would you please play one specific section of the Avengers soundtrack at the top volume over and over again? It's like, new Bob, this is my favorite part over and over again. Please. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I want to tell you about a family. Uh, they're the Coop family from Illinois. And they're booking a trip to Walt Disney World in March of 2022. And they reached out to uh, concierge because they used to book vacations through a vacation planner. And that vacation planner doesn't do Disney World anymore. And so they reached out because they heard about concierge from Ears Up, which is awesome. And so like many of, well, all of the other people who listen to Ears Up who come to concierge, it came to me. So I responded to these email. Hey, thanks. You know, I'm glad you listened to the show. Thanks for listening. Uh, when do you want to get together? Let's talk about it. Blah, blah, blah. So we started talking. We got on a Zoom call of sorts and we're talking about their experience with the parks. What do they know about it? Their first trip was with their young kids. They like won a trip through work or, or his, his wife got a free trip through work in 2001 or something like that or 11. That's cool. Yeah. So they, 2011, I think it was. And so, you know, they've never stayed by a theme park. They've stayed, you know, on Disney property, but they've never been within walking distance or monorail distance to a theme park, Pop Century or Art of Animation or stuff like that, right? So it's a there's seven of them going, and and um, we're talking, and I was like, oh, so you listen to Ears Up? And he's like, yeah. And I said, you know, it's funny. I always joke that Ears Up is a podcast about Disneyland hosted by people who hate Disneyland. <laughs> And, and I said, you know what I like about our show? And this is like 10 minutes into our conversation. I said, what I like about our show is that, you know, we go through and do history of each attraction. We compare and contrast and blah, blah, blah. And I, I really enjoy the fact that it's sort of, it's kind of a little more Disneyland, Disney World centric. And he's like, wait, are you Jimmy from the Supreme Resort? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then he passed out because, you know, starstruck and all that. But yeah. anyway, uh, so yeah, the Coop family booked a trip. They're they're going. They're staying in a two bedroom villa at the Beach Club. They're they're tripping distance from Epcot. They're not rope droppers at all. So it'll be a really nice time for them staying a week in a two bedroom villa with their parents and his sister and their kids. And I'm really excited for them. It's awesome. So the Coop family, thanks for listening, and uh, you're gonna have a great time. I'll be there, and we love you still. We still Yay. love you. Um. I have a past show correction. Oh my goodness, please. In our previous episode, I said that someone at Disneyland said that you could upgrade your three-day Southern California pass to a Magic Believe Wonder Imagine Key. I also sold Uh a trip to David Sally and told him that he could upgrade his Magic Key thing. Uh Uh-oh. And... Many people were telling me that this is impossible, that this is not the case, including our own Eric. That's me. And I, and I said, but I got confirmation from, let's call him, uh, Chadley on the Disneyland app. And Chadley said that I could, in fact, upgrade. You all know where this is going. Chadley was mistaken. While you can upgrade a regular price, multiple day or one day pass, you cannot upgrade those dirty, filthy, nasty, gross, gross, made at Griffith Park three day Southern California passes. And if you try to, they will get on the radio and Goofy will come out from behind the kennel and punch you in the face. Gorsh, you gotta give that a <laughs> give that pass back. I'm gonna come curb. on, Mick. It's time to curb stop this sucker. <laughs> the end. <laughs> so, but if you bought a package, not a Southern California thing, if you bought a package that included tickets, could I take the price of those tickets and get a magic? I believe pass? it's just any discounted pass. Right. Yeah. The full, the full, I mean, yeah. Any of the, the main packages, it was just that Southern California. Hey, everybody, please come back to Disneyland three day thing. Okay. So if you just go and buy a full price ticket, Two day, three day, whatever you can yes. use the price of that to upgrade. Yes, Chadley uh, Sally, you're in good shape. Chadley's friend um, Brendelza said that uh, that is in, in fact the case. So, okay, Chadley um, and Brendelza, everybody. <laughs> so 
856 our ears if you listen to the show and you want anything to do with disneyland or disney world please reach out it'll come to me if you don't like me tell them you don't want it but uh you should <laughs> you should li- you, you should reach out it's fun i mean i've helped uh, i've helped a ton of our listeners just want to buy tickets and it doesn't cost them any extra money and i will book their reservations for them i'll organize everything i re- uh, there was a a listener who'd already done all of her stuff. She already booked the tickets and the reservations. This is Abby. And uh, I went and I helped her figure out about dietary restrictions and helped her through the app and that kind of thing. So I, I, I could teach a college level course in this stuff, guys. I, and, you know, I know you guys know what you're doing, but it's always helps to have an extra mind to think about this stuff. Uh, our friend Natalie from Disneyland mm. had an epiphany the other day. And I'd like to read it because it's really a nice sweet thing maybe i should wait till our very last episode but can i add a sprinkling of context to that my please. M- my sister who is going to be joining us for well, i booked a ticket Supreme for Con, yes didn't cost um, her a thing right um we were talking about uh the possibility of her getting a pass because she comes down to visit my dad once a month and she's already here and she loves disneyland but not like not like us but still you know um and she sent a text saying, like, yeah, you know, I'm thinking about it and it really makes sense to do this, but I'm hesitant because of Disney's history and like the racist stuff and like their giant evil corporation. Um, and I sent her back something saying to the, ex- something to the extent of this is all true and why not? you know, experience some good stuff. But I think Natalie put it way better. She did. And on her Facebook page, she wrote, I had a moment of clarity talking with a friend about Disneyland. They are going for the first time soon. And I felt this rush to provide the proper context for a first timer, especially in a society where the brand of Disney can feel soulless. I hope this helps. I've always felt Disneyland was the, this outer entity from the rest of the Disney. She didn't say the Disney. Yes, <laughs> it has been updated as it was intended to be, but there is something in its DNA that makes it different. A thing that stays despite the many trends that change it for the needs of the company. It's love. Disneyland is built on love. Mainly the love that Walt has for his daughters, starting at that carousel in Griffith Park with a father's desire to feel closer to his daughters and to avoid the onslaught of drug addicts and murderers. <laughs> I and demons from the... <laughs> I added that part. Am I biased in this opinion? Oh, for sure. I love and have loved Disneyland for nearly my entire life. That love was felt by my mom, and she gave me the context so I could see it, feel it, and appreciate it. The inherent magic inside its berm. And I realized the other night that some that same love all started at that carousel when Walt realized that leisure could be changed so it wasn't simply about maximizing profit, but about bringing families, chosen or otherwise, together through story, safety, and love. So yes, it's crowded. Yes, it's expensive. Yes, it's quote-unquote fake. But Disneyland is also one of the most magical places in America, and it is because of love. And if we just open our minds and soften our hearts, we can receive the gift that is waiting inside its gates. I think now is a perfect time for a commercial. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> so, no, I <laughs> no, but you're I, right, and that's that's all I, I've got. Yeah, no, I, it speaks for itself. There's a lot that we can add to it, but it's said perfectly. Yeah, it is. And, and, and that, you know, that's what I said at the beginning and maybe we should wait to the last episode. That's kind of it, right? Disneyland mm-hmm. is so much love and you can feel it. We were there in July and you can just feel it. It is so different than Disney world. Disney world is a machine. Disneyland is, is just heart. And that's what makes the biggest difference. Is it better? You know, that's what this show's about, but, it, no, it, clearly it's it's not because Walt Disney World does better at uh, entertaining a larger amount of people, period. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, it has more capacity, 
but that doesn't necessarily mean it's better at entertaining people. And I actually did a count, and I again, maybe this is the last episode, who knows, but <laughs> I did a count. <laughs> oh, no. And I'm pretty sure that Disneyland, in its in its compact simplicity, <clears throat> has more attractions than Walt Disney World. Yes. This is true. There's You look at the attraction wait times at, at Animal Kingdom, it's like eight. Yeah. You know, and like nine at Hollywood Studios or whatever. So, but, you know, there's I, 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 I look, I, uh, I'm going to. Uh, OK, I, I completely agree with Natalie, obviously. Yeah, so do I. Um, But I don't know that it makes it inherently automatically better. I think it really depends on who the audience is, what you're looking for. If you do want that like giant vacation machine with eh, magic, sometimes <laughs> the, the attempt at magic, the clear attempt at magic that sometimes lands really, really well. Um, then I think that that's, that's Disney world. And I think that some people don't really need, and I think it also depends on, on what your home park has been or was because I think we are Jimmy, you and I are probably and Eric, correct me if I'm wrong, way more tuned in to feel that love that's there. Like it's like, that's, that's comfort food. True. I've grown to, I've grown to enjoy Disneyland and adding the historical component has certainly helped but I don't have nearly as long a context with it. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm in a position where I grew up with Walt Disney world and that's the park that I went to for so long. And that was the, that was the resort where I had my, I love Disney parks moment and I've expanded on that and I, I'm comfortable there. I don't worry. I know how to navigate the buses and other things. I know where, where and when to be. And I've developed my own strategy for there. So for me, yes, it is a giant entertainment machine, mm-hmm. but it's the giant entertainment machine that I've learned to adapt myself to. So I, you know, I'm, I'm never going to be um, famous last words. I'm never going to be uh, the man stomping through the park saying, you're going to have fun mm-hmm. and yelling at his children uh, because why are you I, looking at me? yeah i i think i think and this doesn't take anything away from what natalie said i think it's you go to disneyland to experience that and if you are lucky enough to be able to feel it for all that it is then you're gonna you're gonna love it right back i think that disney world doesn't i I don't want to say it's not about love because I realize some of the opinions I think people are going to take it the wrong way, but it's just like, I think Disney world exists not to love, but to wow. Hmm. You know, I mean, it was finished as a labor. I, I, I think of it a little differently. It, it was finished as a labor of love. It was from Roy to it, his brother. Yeah, right. This was Roy's chance to say, Hey brother, we couldn't do the city you wanted, but here's a really cool theme park. And here's all the things we couldn't do because we were we were limited by size, so we did what you wanted to do. It's it's like if George Lucas died in 1994 and somebody finished Star Wars for him. Yeah. So here's <laughs> I'm imagining a world where there would be less salty fans. Yeah. I don't know. You know, no, I, I, but I, again, I'm not saying, I'm not saying that the, I'm not saying that love isn't there. I'm just saying that that's not like the main note that we're intended to really feel. What we're intended to feel is, wow, look at that. Look at how, look at, they, they did that. Look, oh my God, wouldn't it be awesome if that Yeti worked? You know, like, like all, <laughs> <laughs> or the rolling ball in Indiana Jones. Wouldn't yeah, that be great? I, if it I was get there? it. I oh, get it. It exists wait, both coasts. over, I guess. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, like it, it doesn't need to love because it's, that's not, it, it's function is to, is to have you go, damn, I can't believe that that happened. You know? So do you think that Bob Chapek, his new Bob, his mo- his father's last name is Chapek. Do you think his mother's last name is Pressler? 
Okay, I wasn't going to bring this up. <laughs> but, oh, no, I shouldn't have brought it up. I need to finish. <laughs> no, I know. I think, so first of all, I understand, I completely understand if people are uh, skeptical, that's the word I was trying to think of, about this genie thing. I completely understand. I'm there with you. However, we live in a time where um, feeling preemptively preemptively i'm gonna keep it like that preemptively yeah yeah, Yeah. preemptively butthurt about something yeah it it's just we there's no need there's no i mean it could completely suck and blow like it it it, i'm totally there but like let's at least see what happens let's give it be the greatest thing and i'm not saying there's still people dan who are upset because people took rape out of pirates well, look, I have my viewpoints, okay? And I asked you not to mention that on the show. <laughs> sorry, sorry. It's a sensitive <laughs> I'm just I happy that they introduced more delightful sandwiches that, that the pirates are chasing after. Whatever. Are they $100 paninis? Hey, that looks yeah. like a Monte Cristo that you can get at the Orleans Cafe. Gorsh, um, Mick, I got them a reservation. <laughs> no, but I, I just, if for no other reason than your own mental and emotional health yeah like save it just save and i'm not saying you have to go buy the thing when it comes like the day it drops you go you experience it you see what it looks like and form your opinion then malcolm gladwell was on an episode of very amusing with carly wiesel and he's never set foot in a disney theme park and he had a three-part episode of his podcast about uh, the Little Mermaid, and it's called Revisionist History. And he like rewrote the end of the Little Mermaid because of how how Ariel depressing. Is, well, Ariel's a victim, and and she's not empowered, and literally society takes away her voice as she gets older, that kind of thing. So it's, I mean, they got Glenn Close to like be in this remake of Little Mermaid that they're doing. Anyway, um, the point is he loves sports and he is so passionate about sports. It's an escape. He can watch it and he can argue with somebody who likes the other team and and have like this visceral reaction to when that other team wins or whatever. That's just that's his Disneyland. Right. And and it, none of it means anything. You know, at the end of the day, nothing. It doesn't matter. It's just what you're passionate about. And she made an argument. It's like. Yeah, there's that escape for you, but it's a passive experience. You're watching other people do things. Whereas when you go to these parks, you're experiencing that thing. Imagine if you could, he's into, he's into cross country and running. Imagine if you could experience that thing that you love. You could watch this, this thing and be a part of it. Just like be in it. You know, you're in the game, you know, that kind of thing. And that was, that's kind of the difference. (laughs) Yeah. Now, The other side to my thoughts about this, and this is kind of where I started, was I think we've all, I think, I could be projecting, but I think we've all kind of had it in the back of our heads that Disney's been really good lately, like in terms of like the quality of output and the ideas and the, the, the rise of the resistance being so well done and everything. Um. I think we've all kind of secretly known that we were in for a bad period. Yeah. Because Disney never stays good for, for that long. Mm -hmm. And they've had a really, they've had like a decade and that's not normal. I, I welcome the Pressler 2.0 years because I, we got through it. We'll get through it, through it this time again. I think I think we're back to Pressler. I think I think I think we're here. As long as we don't get back to the era of let's reduce maintenance right. until right. until the pirate ship right injure gravely injures someone. Right. Yeah. Hopefully we've learned to not watch Jurassic Park and go, hmm. Collateral damage about, sounds fun. <laughs> I was about to say there's a quote in, in Jurassic Park, you know, but at, at Disneyland, the pirates don't eat the guests or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, so before we move on to the main topic, 
um, just something that occurred to me. We're talking about Disneyland and Disney World. I found that I've started to conflate the two. I was on the phone with Abby, you know, talking about her dietary restrictions and things. And, and I said, the Jolly Holiday has a lot of good gluten-free choices. <laughs> and she's like, where's the Jolly Holiday? I was like, well, it's just past Casey's Corner, you know, where you get the hot dogs and the guy's playing the piano. <laughs> like, wait a minute. Uh-oh. Nope. And then you can go over to Flame Tree Barbecue. Oh, son of a. <laughs> anyway, so it, it's it's all becoming messy to me. But anyway, uh, all right. So it's time to get into our topic. Peter Pan. Disneyland wins the end. Good night. Wait, what? That's it? This is more disappointing than my dad's collection of 1990s Maxim magazines. Whatever. To be continued on September 5th when we talk about the ride, dedicated to the king of nagging chicks himself, Peter Pan. Until then stay cool. And real. Like me.